Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The two-week Friday tradition continues as our guard Mari Brown joins us. This man has covered this MLB lockout situation from start to finish. He's covered the league for years and honestly has guided me and Lindsay throughout this whole process. Senior contributor Moy Brown from Forbes, also a member of the BBWAA, joins us. And remember, all insider calls are powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download your BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Moy Brown, Moy Brown, the last time we spoke, all was lost, but we today find ourselves standing in baseball season. CBA ratified. Players are reporting. At least some are reporting. On a scale of 1 to 10, how shocked are you that we are here today, and how are we here today? Well, yesterday was really the only best, only chance that they had to not really destroy the the season. I mean, you know, it was incredible because at one point we had a deal where the international draft held things up. Then Rob Manfred announced that uh, games were going to be canceled out to April 14th. And that would have been the day before Jackie Robinson Day, and it's the 75th anniversary. And if you were going to go that far out, then the players probably would have said, well, you're going to start losing our paychecks. Um, We'll go further and uh, inflict damage. And it would have been bad. It would have been nuclear winter. So um, I I was not surprised given the pressure of it. Um, It is, of course, when you look at it, um, it was a lot more transparent in terms of the information that was available to us in the media. The last labor deals happen really in a vacuum, and then they come out, and everybody looks like it kind of sounds like it's all happy and smooth sailing, but it never is. These were, of course, contentious. So I think that the what I always said was that the sides needed to be able to walk away and say that they won, and yet neither side would feel like they lost, and that you can make a case for that. The players didn't get everything that they wanted, the players clearly got significant wins. So, and the owners will say the same thing. They didn't relent on several topics. So, uh, overall, I think it's a good thing. It was one of those things that I think probably leans a little bit more towards the players on this one. So, uh, again, you know, it was good to see. And I, I would have would have been horrible if they had not reached the deal yesterday. Isn't there some parable that says the best deals are the ones where everybody walks away unhappy in some uh, way, shape, or form? But you mentioned the back alley that the CBA was, or at least the last CBA was ratified in. But the impact of social media on these particular CBA negotiations are not lost on Rob Manfred. Is this something that, that you're kind of drawing the connection between the two? Because we know that news travels quicker these days. But is it more uh, than having an unforeseen ability to galvanize your base? Maybe what you're saying here 
it was more illuminating because we didn't even know half of the stuff that was going on previously. Yeah, and there is that. Um, look, I mean, I think the biggest thing was in, in the trenches, the lead negotiators on each side, social media doesn't mean really anything. They are there to do the work for their constituents, and they're basically acting from what they want and what they're seeking. But um, the players saw how the the fans and the media, we looked at the details of it, and it looked like the players deserved to get what they were seeking. That in that, that did galvanize the player. And in me speaking to some of them, they absolutely said that. He, they are like, we see this, and then this just reaffirms what we always knew, that we needed to stick together and that we need to get a good deal out of this. Now, Rob Manfred said he didn't pay attention to social media. Well, maybe he doesn't. Liar. But other people do. Other people do, and he said that. He said, apparently it was leaked out there that he reached out and he heard owners certainly saw that they were getting pummeled. And since Rob Manfred is the face of the owners, remember, none of these owners were largely talking. So if he's the face of it and he has to jump out in front of it, he was hearing about this stuff. So it did make it, you know, it really did move the needle in that sense. Again, once you're in the room, it doesn't matter. You know, whatever the owners wanted or whatever the players wanted, that was what the sides were going to drive to. But it did influence them in terms of how hard they were going to stick to their principles and what they were really going for practically. And the players, I think, really stuck this one out and got what they were looking for. Uh, as part of the deal, uh, the union agreed to drop a standing $500 million grievance uh, that alleged the league unnecessarily you know, truncated the 2020 season. Uh, but the union didn't agree to drop a second grievance that claimed four teams in the league right now didn't use their revenue-sharing funds appropriately. Um, so with that case still in the air, what's the future on that, and how do you see that playing out? Well, I mean, it was interesting. The You know, the players had pushed to decrease the amount of revenue sharing, which was designed, of course, to get them to spend. Um, and that there have been some clubs that have held on to that money and used it basically as welfare to, you know, basically line their pockets and not use it to be competitive. And so um, I, I, I don't know if they're related or not. I do look at that case and I think it will be, you know, again, it'll be years probably before we see how this is. It's hard to make that case. I mean, the discovery on it would be difficult, right? It's very difficult when you go, if a, if a club goes, no, we didn't go out and buy any, you know, free agent players, but we went out and we built uh, a, a baseball academy in the Dominican Republic. You can make a case that that's investing in, you know, you're eventually getting to your MLB product, the players that you would you develop out of that. So it becomes very difficult to go, where did you invest that money and how it, how it goes? Because it's not like it goes into some special folder that says revenue sharing money. It goes into a pool of money and they spend using that. So, again, it becomes very difficult to figure out how they do that. I think the players will have a tough case on it. But do I believe that that happens? Absolutely I do. I mean, again, it's more like how do you make a case for it as opposed to what I think pretty much everybody knows. We're talking to Mari Brown from Forbes, just truly the perfect fusion of afternoon TV greatness and last name legacy. You mentioned earlier the international draft. I know that there's an additional agreement that has to uh, come about. Are you optimistic that optimistic that both sides will be able to get that done? Because we've talked about the layers of corruption down there, but it's easy for this particular part to be uh, a bargaining afterthought in an afterglow in a stateside victory up here, right? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think it was telling um, um, Tony Clark um, and Bruce Meyer from the Players Association held a, a Zoom call today with the media. And Tony Clark basically said what if you ask the players what they think about a draft system, they don't like it. They don't like the word draft. They don't like anything about it because what it does is it basically controls players. They controls their financial, you know, well-being, and it really controls how they move about. There is no control at that point, really, from the players. They're being selected as part of a draft, and they will go in that direction. And so um, they're opposed to it on that, on principle. Um, could they have sorted out the corruption issue without the draft? I'm pretty sure they probably could have. Um, will it absolutely do it now if you put that in place? It will help move that along, and I think the league was looking at that. But look, the the owners have been looking for a international draft for probably 20 years, so they wanted it bad. But again, if they don't reach it in time and implement it properly, well, we go back to the status quo for the most part. So I think it could very easily fall by the wayside. And it just gave the players an out to say, now nah, let's pass and just stick with the way things are. Regression back to the status quo is not a line that I like hearing. But the universal DH has been something that I've advocated for for a long time, but I know a lot of baseball purists are shockingly against it. Where do you stand on this now standard approach across both leagues, and how big of an impact will it have on the extension of careers, be that for guys who swing a big stick or pitchers who no longer need to swing away? Because we've already heard about Albert Pujols and all the phone calls he's getting this afternoon. Yeah, I, you know, I'm in favor of it. Um, I don't like that, you know, look, the league is going to become highly homogenized over the next probably decade. Um, it will become more like the NBA and the NFL. Um, you will start to see, a lot, you know, potentially the, the the dissolving or the blurring between the American League and National League in a big way. So a lot of fans, of course, aren't going to like that. And I, you know, you know, I, I don't like it on that principle. I don't like when I look at pitcher slash lines. It's terrible. Yeah, it's great when we see, you know, somebody go ahead, some pitcher that has never hit a home run go ahead and do that. It's a beautiful thing, and we love it. But as a general rule, um, there will still be strategy. You know, that's the argument from the National League fans. Well, you know, it creates strategy even when, you know, pitchers can't hit well. Look, when Max Scherzer can't hit a baseball, I'm not there to go see him, you know, hit a baseball. I'm there to watch him pitch. So I'm in favor of it. The players, of course, liked it because, again, it's going to create, you know, uh, it's going to create new jobs and it's going to extend the career of some veterans. And so they they like that. The owners like it because, of course, one of the most expensive commodities and the most fragile commodities in baseball are pitchers. So they don't like them out on the base pass where they can potentially get hurt. And look, pitchers could maybe hit great if they were in the batter's box every day and standing there and taking at bats every single day, but they're not unless you're Shohei Otani. So, um, again, I, I'm in favor of it. Maury Brown joining us. Uh, be sure to follow him on Twitter, by the way, BizBallMaury. That's B-I-Z Ball Maury on Twitter. And I think it's ironic that in terms of any form of entertainment, MLB Advanced Media and their BAM tech was ahead of everyone when it came to streaming, not just in sports, but any form of entertainment. Uh, they helped with award shows, March Madness, the WWE Network. But when I look at the deal – um, that we talked about last week, as a matter of fact, with Apple. Is there not going to be a disconnect with some of the audience? Obviously, baseball gears towards older 
older fans. So basically the disconnect between the audience and trying to find these games. Yeah, there will be. And I mean, the fact that they're exclusive deals, right? That's going to be something that um, is really going to set some fans up. I mean, look, if you subscribe to MLB TV, you're going to miss out on some games. And so why should I buy your package? I want all the games. I don't want some of them. Um, but and for what you said, you're really playing into where I think baseball needs to go. Um, the average age of the demo skews older. Um, there's going to be a bunch of kids at, that are you know coming of age now that will have known nothing else but streaming services. So they see it, I think, entirely different than somebody in their 50s. You're not trying to reach 50-year-olds anymore. You're trying to grow younger. So I see an advantage to that. I mean, the difficulty, of course, with all of this is, hey, we all complained about our cable bills, but we knew everything was there in a large bundle of programming. And now people are forking out, you know, substantial amounts of money trying to figure out how to buy all these services. And, of course, the streaming services have figured this out. Sports is unscripted. It's unpredictable. It is something that you don't want to DVR. You want to see it live, so you don't want to get it on demand. So, therefore, that programming is worth more than anything else you can get. So, of course, it would make sense that the, now, the streaming services and the networks that are now into streaming would want that. So, again, it's when can these sports properties, the sports leagues, make the jump to the cord cutters and moving to these services? The NFL did it with the Amazon deal, and now we're seeing it with Major League Baseball. Genius Bar will never be busier outside of the holiday season. You know it for a fact. Because they're going to have to figure out how to find those games one way or another. What's the biggest slash most worthy concession that each side made to get this sport back on track by your account? Well, I think from from the owner's perspective, it was probably the creation of the salary, the pre-salary, or pre-salary arbitration bonus pool. Get it out of your mouth, Maury. Um, that, I think, was a uh, significant thing. It was brand new money. And that will affect um, what goes against the luxury tax. But the minimum salary grew um, larger than any amount over the last two um, CBAs by percentage. Um, and there were other growth at the top end. So I think those were the things that the owners came into. The thing that the players, I think, gave into um, was they. I don't think they want the draft. And they can still back out of that. Um, I'm not so sure they wanted expanded playoffs. I really don't. Um, they came into patches and uh, helmet decals. They portrayed this as they don't get a cut of that, but in principle that money should flow back to the players, which does not guarantee that. Um, so there's that. So, And then the other thing that I thought was a joint deal that was interesting is that players will now, and this is something that the, they both gave on, the players will now be able to um, reach sponsorship deals with the gaming industry, which is a little crazy, right, with Pete Rose and everything. But now they'll be able to be the face of, you know, Ben MGM or whoever the, you know, gaming industry company wants to be for this sort of thing. And I thought that was interesting. So, look, there was a lot that went on. There was a lot of give and take. Players didn't get all the players into salary arbitration that they wanted to. They didn't get, you know, decreased revenue sharing. So, again, the both sides won. Neither side has to say they lost. Always fun to hear 
when people talk out of both sides of their mouth, but in some there or somewhere, the truth does lie. We actually haven't had a chance to draw out the fan in you yet, Mari. What team or who made you fall in love with baseball now that we're in that positive aura? Oh, what I grew up with. Wow. So um, I first game was the Giants at Candlestick Park. I don't remember much about it because I was really little. I just remember that it was the coldest summer I ever spent. Um, but I grew up with the A's. And so, um, I, you know, I'm like Switzerland. I move around. I'll pop, follow one team or the next. I live in the Pacific Northwest, so I watch every Mariners game because I'm part of the Seattle chapter of the BBWA. And they're kind of interesting to watch right now. I mean, they look like they might do something. So I'll probably pay more attention to them this year. The Vagabond fan usually uh, is is the, the conclusion of one that doesn't have a lot of championships to call home about. So I, I share that misery with you, but it is truly a pleasurable experience whenever you join us. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to do that with us. Hey, thanks to both of you. Have yourself a great weekend. Thanks so much. Absolutely. That was Mari Brown from Forbes. He's a senior contributor there. He is the Baseball Writers Association, as he mentioned, for the Pacific Northwest and up in Seattle. USA Today, Baseball America, Fan Graphs, Variety. He has so many things to his name and resume. But Insider Calls are powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download your BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. And on the other side of the break, hockey talkie because the Knights are playing the Penguins. And aren't things going well? We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.